0: Judge Janine Piro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Janine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. Tunnel to Towers Foundation presents the Judge Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro.
1: Welcome everyone to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday show. It's February 27, 2022. I hope everyone's enjoying their day so far. It is a great day here in New York City. And as always, we are armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network. I also want to make sure that I hear from you. You know I love hear, hearing from you, and in just a little bit, we're going to be taking your calls right here on the Friends of the Court hotline. You know the number. It's 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. Make sure you give us a call and share your thoughts. There is so much that happened this week in America, but even more significant is what is happening in the world today. And that's uh, what I want to talk about on the show, what is going on in the world. Is there now a an attempt to re-change the global, to change the global order? Is Russia now trying to not only expand, but to redraw the lines of Europe so that it can control Western Europe? Is the West in decline? As we go forward, we have to look backwards. We have to try to assess what it was that happened that allowed this Putin dictator, thug that he is, to think that he could invade a sovereign nation. And you may be sitting there thinking it has nothing to do to uh, 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 to, uh, to you, but the truth is it has everything to do with you. Uh, and we'll talk about that in my opening statement. We're also going to talk about how people in California are now standing up against the uh, DA, uh, Gascone, George Gascone, progressive leftist, Marxist, whatever you want to call him. I think he's another thug who believes in letting the criminals out and ignoring the victims. We've got a great prosecutor coming up on that in a little bit and we are seeing Californians start to understand the impact of these individuals who don't care about crime victims, but only care about emptying the jails. So all that's coming up. Plus later on in the show, I'm gonna gavel out with my closing arguments. And of course, I wanna hear from you on the Friends of the Court hotline. You make up the show as well as I. It's all coming up in just a few moments here on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. But first, my opening statement. We are at a very, very critical point in world history you know we have heard for years that russia uh is a problem and that putin is a dictator and a thug but we never expected that he would make an attempt to invade a sovereign nation of ukraine he is waging war on the people of ukraine because he is interested in expanding the motherland. He is interested in creating a Russian empire. What Putin wants is power and the Russian empire of old. And the world watched, folks. The world watched as Putin prepared for war. They watched as he lined up the tanks. He brought in the Russian troops from the north and the east and the south of a sovereign nation, Ukraine. Most people were saying it's not going to happen. He's just, you know, he's just over there puffing his chest. But in Belarus, right above Ukraine, they were engaging, he said, in military exercises having nothing to do with war. And of course, Joe Biden thought the sanctions would be a deterrent, and then he comes out and says sanctions will not be a deterrent. And of course, his vice president Kamala Harris, know nothing laugher, uh comes out and says, Oh yeah, our sanctions are a deterrent. The same as uh Jake Sullivan, oh our sanctions are a deterrent, and then and then Joe Biden says, No, they're really not. So if you think about it, how could any economic sanctions be a deterrent to a man who is willing to kill innocent civilians in front of the world, no less, the world that watches? They're not preventing what he's done. And now we see someone rising from this, this clear picture of the attack on a sovereign nation by a, by a Russian thug, a former KGB agent, Vladimir Putin. Now we see this guy who is the president of Ukraine. His name is Zelensky. The guy was an actor. He was a comedian, and he got elected president of Ukraine. This guy is right now on the world stage, a hero. He's not leaving He's not running away. He's on the kill list of Putin. He's Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, and his family on the kill list. And the United States says, oh, we'll get you out. And he mocks the United States and he says, yeah, I need, I need ammunition. I don't need a ride. If that isn't the essence of a hero, of a guy who's saying, even though a major aggressor is looking to kill me, even though no one is coming to defend us, even though no one is trying to help us other than, you know, with sanctions that aren't really that serious, he's saying, you know, I am going to fight this thug. And, folks, we're going to hear from a colonel in a few minutes how the world is shocked that these Ukrainians are fighting literally in the streets against a Russian invasion. They are fighting. They have their, uh, the president said to them, get a Molotov cocktail, do what you have to do to fight these Russian troops. And Putin and the rest of the world thought that he would, Russia would take you, the Kiev in Ukraine, the capital within 24 to 48 hours. It's now five days and the Ukrainians are fighting. Freedom fighters, folks, they are fighting for their freedom. They're not listening to the world saying you better get out. Russia, you know, Russia's going to take over and we can't help you. Now, let me put this in a little clearer context. Ukraine is not a member of NATO. So NATO, that alliance of freedom loving countries that was created after World War II, is not going in militarily to help. And they didn't take Russia out of the SWIFT banking system, which is basically, you know, a Venmo for their for their Russian oil and gas. And understand that the craziest part of this is that on day one, Joe Biden said, I'm going to shut down the Keystone Pipeline, basically saying we'll have to rely on Russia and OPEC, the Arab nations, for our oil. And now... Putin's making a fortune on oil. So we buy 500,000 gallons of oil a day from this dictator who's killing innocent civilians. He is bombing residential buildings. He's killing civilians. Can you imagine if that happened to you? Can you imagine if that is the kind of attack that we were under and no one is helping him? But right now they're saying well we may take him out of swift that banking system where he can't collect money but in the end as the world watched as the sanctions were not a deterrent as a thug decided he could go in and attack an innocent nation in front of the world because europe is wholly dependent on his oil uh he is a uh, an individual who is not going to stop. But he is now starting to see that the Ukrainians are not willing to sit down and let him take over. But understand the Europeans and the United States allowed him to have the power of oil and gas. And that's what this is all about. Biden waived the sanctions and allowed the Russian pipeline to exist, Nord Stream 2. And uh, he now is saying, well, maybe we'll limit some of the banks and Russia's ability to do business. And, you know, we've got right now to work with the Saudis to drive down the price of oil because this is impacting the United States in a very negative way because Joe Biden is beholding to AOC and the Green Energy Group. That's why we're in this mess, folks. That's why this is affecting your pocket. Every time you go for gas now, it's going to cost you more. It's going to cost you more as Russia understands that the world needs their oil, and they're charging more than ever before. So now that there's an air and ground campaign and a full-scale all-out invasion, Putin thinks that he is in a position to control Europe while the west simply watches but we'll see the tide i think is turning the tide is turning and the, the ukrainians are teaching the rest of the world don't underestimate us we are freedom fighters we are willing to die for our country and our freedom and that's my opening statement here on the judge janine tunnel to towers foundation show never forget Join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on its mission to do good in honor of America's heroes. Donate $11 a month at t2t.org, that's t the number 2.org. And up next here on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday show, we will be speaking with military expert Colonel David Hunt, and later on we'll be taking your calls on the Friends of the Court hotline. It's all coming up right here on the Red Apple Audio Network.
0: This is the Judge Janine Firo Show. This is the Judge Janine Firo Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Firo.
1: All right, welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Joining us now is a military veteran and expert after 29 years. I suspect it's more than that. He's now an author and Fox News contributor. Please join me in welcoming Colonel David Hunt to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Uh, Colonel, thanks for being with us this morning. Are you there?
2: I am. Good morning.
1: Good morning. I, I just want to reference a couple of uh, facts from your CV here. Um, you served as a tactical advisor in Bosnia, where you facilitated all national intelligence matters for the commander in chief, as well as coordinating uh, a $350,000 national security program. Here, let me just make this real clear. Uh oh! I didn't know you got your master's in English from Norwich University. That's why your books are so great. You never <laughs> told me that.
3: <laughs> Thank you. That's
1: and nice. you graduated that's from the to... Kennedy School of Government in Harvard. Oh come on, David. All right, all right. Let's get serious. That's
2: not true. That's that's fake. That's just fake.
1: That's fake news. All right. Well, then we're getting yeah, rid of it. News. All right. But you did go okay. to the John F. No, Kennedy I, School.
2: I did. Yeah, I did. You did.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's talk about. Thug uh, and what he's doing, but you're the military expert. Uh, he's got. Uh, he started lining him up from the north, the east, and the south. He tried to Putin tried to move into Kiev, the capital, uh, and they suspected it would happen within 24 to 48 hours.
2: It didn't. What's going on? Yeah i I was wrong about this. Uh, talking to you last week, I did not believe Putin was going to do this. I thought the e- economics. Didn't make sense. I was looking at it as an American instead of looking at it, you know, try to understand r- Russian. Uh, this is a little different. It, it, he's he's massed. Russia has massed two thirds of its combat power. That's army, navy, air, uh, special operations, etc. around three sides of Ukraine. That's probably twice as much as he needs to take Ukraine. What's happening also to us is we're seeing. This through social media and TikTok, and about seven correspondents on CNN or in any other on Fox, anybody is close, to, and they're not close to their front. Uh, so we're getting a false look at that civilians in Kiev, as an example, are being able to stop and they slow down the Russian invasion. It's just not true. It's crap. Really? What's, ha- what's happening here? Yeah, it's what Russian war is doing. Is not destroying the seven or eight cities it wants to occupy.
1: Right. Well, they that's. So let Kiev. me. Let, I don't mean to interrupt you, but his yeah, goal right. was to occupy seven or eight cities. And he has. Has yeah, he biggest, done that?
2: Yeah. No, he's close. He's 20 miles outside of Kiev. He's he's all the way to the Ukrainian border, about with the large, large city there, which is about 100 miles from Poland, which makes right. it 100 miles from NATO. Right. So, But he's not rubbling. Bombing indiscriminately the you know city blocks and train stations or airports. He's not level. He's not because he wants to use them once he takes them. So it takes a. This this is Russia's war. They're going to do it their way. But I promise you, one guy standing in front of a tank, or somebody on television crying and they, and they got an AK-47 and they're a former teacher, is very very brave, but has little or nothing to do with the. Out, the eventual outcome of this war, which is Russia will occupy and keep forever Ukraine. Don't know you what they think they're going to do up in Belarus. But
1: you know what? The now, rest of the no question. The, but the rest of the world right now says that Putin is raging because it's taken him so long yeah. that that given yeah. the fact, uh, Colonel, that he was able to go uh, and line up and the West is not getting involved we you know Ukraine's not a NATO country so Article 5's not being kicked in here why why is it that it's taking
2: so long because if you want to it's it's much slower if you don't destroy everything in front of you so if you start rubbling buildings and dropping tri- uh, bridges and bombing right. airfields you can't you can't use them okay mm-hmm. so it takes longer to, to do its to do it methodically, to if you want to use the place that you're attacking, then you got, it takes longer. If you want to do a blitzkrieg or to, a, a total uh, bombing campaign, artillery campaign, tank campaign, it's it, it's destroys everything. Okay, We've so seen the television one missile, what it does. Let okay, the, let alone well, the I've slugs. seen
1: it. I've seen a missile that went through an apartment building. But but so right. what you're saying is he's trying to preserve the infrastructure that uh Absolutely. so that he can occupy and then the question is occupy that means take over the country uh is is that what occupy means
2: yes and that yeah the problem he's got is his own economy russia's economy is the size of italy's it's fragile the problem with ukraine economy it's almost non-existent right. it's got a lot of stuff that you can use so he's going to own part of that which is why i incorrectly thought he wasn't going to make this attack there's also the issue of not needing this size of a force to take a country like Ukraine. So mm-hmm. the concern, to me, this is the worst we've ever seen. We've not seen this since 1939. This, right. is, this, is what we, this is what the military feared for my 30 years, which is Russian tanks crossing the plains of Europe. It's unbelievable. And this is an unhinged this is, this is uh, Putin with, with nukes. Okay, uh, so let's bad.
1: talk about that. He's ordered Russia's
2: nuclear forces on high alert. Yeah, uh, right. What's that about? Which means, which means no leaves, no passes. Everybody come back to the base. Americans are doing the same thing. All the army divisions have stopped leaves. They're on two-hour notices. Um, we haven't. We don't have much of a need to upgrade our nuclear. They're, these guys are always on. It's not. It, it's more administrative. Russian. It's it, but it's a sign. It's a signal. It's a threat. Will he follow through? If if he if we face if NATO faces off conventionally with Russian military, we would win. They're, they're, they're conventional. We're better conventional force. And if we okay. stand against the wall, the answer is yes, probably, which mm-hmm. is upsetting.
1: Very upsetting. All right. I'm sorry, we're out of time. I want to thank you, Colonel David Hunt, and uh, hopefully you'll join us again for continuing uh, uh, this discussion. Anytime. Thank you. All right.
0: This is the Judge Janine Piro show. Now here's Judge Janine Piro.
1: Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Joining us now uh, is the uh, minority leader of the House of Representatives, and uh, his name is Kevin McCarthy. He is just back from Israel, and he is a uh, obviously a very important individual who has a real read on what's going on in Ukraine and how it impacts American citizens. Uh, and I, I very much am grateful for his calling in today. Congressman McCarthy, welcome to the show. You are here uh, from Israel, but the world order seems to be in question. What, what can you tell us about what's going on with Russia other than the obvious and what impact it has on the world order?
2: Well, thank you, Judge. Uh, I appreciate you doing the show and having me on.
3: Yes, I just came back from Israel yesterday meeting with the prime minister and also the former prime minister, Bibi Netanyahu, and a number of individuals. Um, What's happening in Russia, or in Ukraine and Russia, you have to put it all in perspective. This didn't start last week. This has transpired over a number of times, and you've got to get into the mind of Putin. One thing no one has really brought up, this is the 100th anniversary of the creation of the Soviet Union mm. it was 1922. Putin looks at everything in the world as black and white. Um, he's always been upset that the Soviet Union was broken up. He wants to take it back to the motherland um, to have more of that basis. And But he's irrational and he's an evil man. And what's happening, if you look today with the change of saying he's looking at nuclear weapons. Two things how you would read this. One, he's trying to – that the war is not going well for him. And remember, when when he went into Georgia, it did not go well there either.
1: 2008, um, right.
3: Yep. And you and I both know in this century we've had four presidents, and Putin has invaded countries. Of three of those presidents, there's only one he has not done it it uh, was under President Trump.
1: Donald Trump, so, no surprise there. Right. You put a hand on an American or any other one, freedom-loving person. But go ahead. And,
3: and what we're finding is the way we got out of Afghanistan, mm-hmm. um, and then you watched by President Biden giving him Nord Stream 2, and for, for the listeners to understand what Nord Stream 2 is, right. that is a second pipeline from Russia into Germany to supply them with natural gas. But why are they building a second pipeline? Yeah, they want to provide more, but what they want to do is their current pipeline goes through Ukraine and Poland, and they have to provide them some of the revenue because it travels through their country. So it was already an attack on uh. Ukraine because what happened in Ukraine, they threw out uh, Putin's puppet. And remember when they did that? That was February 22nd. Mm-hmm. And remember when he started moving in to Ukraine again, back mm-hmm. in the same date. He's almost like a mafia boss that he wants to put his lieutenants in charge, and he thought he could intimidate.
1: But the people, people didn't God, buy Zelensky, it. They
3: threw him out. They didn't buy it. Yeah. And thank God for Zelensky. He doesn't take the advice of President Biden to leave. He in yeah. and fights. If, if we had given them half the weapons we left in Afghanistan, Putin would have never entered. That is such a congressman. I have to stop a you.
1: That yeah. is a, such a great point. The weapons we left in Afghanistan, if Zelensky if from a freedom loving country and this guy, you know, he's not a politician. I got to tell you, Congressman McCarthy, his not being a politician makes me like him even more because he understands yes. right from wrong.
3: I don't know if you've ever been to Ukraine. I went there a couple of years ago. I will stand with anyone who loves freedom. If you yep. understand the Ukrainian people, mm-hmm. they love freedom. That's why they – when they were attacked before in, in Minsk and the others, they fought with their own knives, and they were defeating the Russians then. I mean yep. this is the difference. If they, they, they have nowhere near the, the fighting capacity when it comes to tanks or others. Uh, competing with Russia, but what they do is have the willpower beyond. And this is why Putin's making this call. He's losing the war, so he wants to put himself in a stronger position for negotiation. He wants to scare Europe and divide NATO. And what's mm-hmm. interesting is he's looking for a Neville Chamberlain. And what we found in Stilinski, what was a Winston Churchill, but that's right. Biden, Biden's more of a chamberlain, and we've watched history repeat itself. We do not need this in Europe today. And with all this going on, it only benefits China. As we were as we were repositioning to focus on Asia, this is why China's getting into the middle of it. Go back into Europe and let them try to have the way. They're looking at what they want to do with Taiwan. I had the same conversation with President Biden recently. He needs to move up arms sales to Taiwan. They're purchasing. Yep the arms dejourn. He should have moved weapons into Ukraine instead of sitting there with sanctions because Putin's lived under sanctions for the last 20 years he knows how to get around them and they don't take effect until later and you don't you don't he doesn't want to put sanctions until after they entered. Do something to make him not enter Ukraine. let them have weapons to defend themselves. they're not asking for the American men and women in the military. they're just asking let us have some weapons to defend ourselves.
1: Well, let me ask you this, Congressman McCarthy. Right now, Putin is ordering Russian nuclear forces on high alert as, you know, we're not throwing him out of SWIFT, which is the, you know, the Venmo for gas around the world. Yeah. Um, But 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 what what is that? What does that signal to you? Well,
3: that's another problem here. We're giving him fifty three million dollars a day. We are bringing more Russian uh, crude into America. Why? Why are we doing that? Because this Biden administration has shut down the drilling on federal land. They have mm-hmm. shut down the XL pipeline. And what this is why I say when Putin looks in the world black and white, he saw weakness, he saw opportunities. Putin will fund a lot of the anti-shale and uh, fracking in America because he doesn't want the competition. And for everyone that I believe cares about the environment, let me tell you this, American natural gas is 42% cleaner than Russian natural gas. Really? We can supply Yes. And we can supply Europe with the natural gas. So what we should do right now, not just the sanctions, he should do executive orders. And I told the president this, XL Pipeline do an emergency, open up our federal lands for drilling. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, let's open up our LNG ports that are already built that need the permit that they what won't is it, allow. What of.
1: is an LNG port, Congressman McCarthy?
3: It's liquid natural gas. We take our okay. natural gas, mm-hmm. we put it into our tankers, and we send it to Europe. They're okay. buying from America instead of Russia. And if America's energy independent, Putin doesn't get $53 million a day. The American people don't have to pay $5. There's a place in California that's $7 a gallon. It goes back to 3 and $2 a gallon. And our economy is stronger, and we got more Americans working instead of Putin with money to supply military and fight well, the rest of the world.
1: Well, you know what, Congressman McCarthy? I mean, you know, Joe Biden played right into Putin's hands, just as the other presidents yeah. have done, by shutting down the Keystone Pipeline on day one. And you have to wonder why Why? You know, is he so beholden to AOC and the progressive leftist, Marxist, socialist, whatever the hell they are? Is he so beholden to them or is it some connection that, you know, he's got... To, uh, uh, to Russia or China or through his son. I mean, it, it's frightening. And no one looks into it, Congressman. And I don't want to mm-hmm. segue into Hunter Biden. But you have to wonder what his motivation is. American families are hurting now. Gas is going through the roof. Yeah. And the other thing that's happening right now,
3: he made all these decisions that made the price higher. And when he was asked about that, he thought that was a good thing because it would help him more to do the alternative fuel. Look what happened Ooh. to Europe, exact same thing. Now, the other problem we have right now with what's going on is he opened up negotiations with Iran again, showing yep. weakness, not getting anything for to start out the negotiations. So you're even going to get a weaker JCPOA agreement than you had prior, which means Iran will have a nuclear weapon. So as the world wakes up today afraid that we've got a crazy man, Putin, with nuclear weapons. Could you only imagine Iran with a nuclear weapon, but America allowing it to happen? And he only did this if he would have just stayed the course with what President Trump had done by getting an Abraham Accords, bringing real security to the Middle East, the
2: world would be stronger.
1: Let me ask you this, Congressman McCarthy, before I let you go. And and I am so grateful for you uh, coming on the the show today because Americans need to understand how dangerous it is. It's almost as though there's an attempt to redraw the lines of the world, that the world order is changing, that we've got these huge, you know, these axes of evil where you've got Putin who's willing to kill civilians and, you know, he's having a hard time doing it, or is he not? I mean, is he is he raging as they say he is, or is he trying to protect the infrastructure for when he takes over?
3: Uh, to me, it looks like he's raging within. I mean, think about what Biden has done in just this one year. <laughs> he's made the Taliban stronger with more Black Hawk helicopters than Australia. He's allowed Putin to have a pipeline and denied America and now gave him the ability to move into to Ukraine. He's negotiating with Iran to have a nuclear weapon. He's made China look to having more battle with to take Taiwan back. And then you've got opened our borders up, bringing people on the terrorist watch list in, bringing fentanyl from China, where there's now enough to kill every single American seven times over, brought mm-hmm. inflation like we haven't had. The only thing he has accomplished is that he's now made Jimmy Carter no longer the worst president in American history.
1: Um, I I have to ask you, with respect to uh, China, are, are we sending weapons to Taiwan? Are we doing anything now?
3: Taiwan has a number of requests, just like Poland and others, to purchase American weapons to defend themselves. Right. What we should do, looking at history here, and I said this directly to the president this week, he should speed that up. Do not delay it. The mm-hmm. weaponry they need to be self-efficient, to defend themselves, air defense system, uh, planes and others, move that up and buy it. They just now moved up Poland's tanks. You know mm-hmm. that takes time. He just now said he's going to send weapons to Ukraine. When, oh, please. When, when Russia's already there. And how do you get him to him in the middle of a war? How do you train them? Why wasn't this years ago? It's the actions we take today so we don't have tomorrow what we're having in Ukraine right now.
1: You know, one of the things you mentioned, Congressman, is with the open borders and the fentanyl that's coming through. You know, I've had an expert who's been on before, Derek Maltz, who talks about the fact that there is an unrestricted, undeclared war by China on the United States by, you know, providing fentanyl-laced pills to the cartel that young kids are taking. And they're not dying of, you know, because they're drug addicts. They're dying because they took one pill that was laced with fentanyl, whether it's oxycodone or Xanax or something that the kids think is innocuous or harmless. And, you know, they they seem not to respond to that. How can Americans, what can Americans do going forward to make sure that they don't have to worry about their kids being killed surreptitiously?
3: You know, every parent should have this conversation with their child. And I don't care how well you think you know your child. Because yep. the number one cause of death for any person in America between the ages of 18 and 45 is fentanyl. And let me tell you a little personal story, Judge. Mm-hmm. Right before COVID, one of the last trips, I wasn't on it, but a number of members from the Senate and the House were into, went to China. And in there, they're having meetings with their leaders over there. They met with a general. And this general in the Chinese military, he looks at U.S. senators and congressmen, and he says, America is weak. He literally said America's weak. He said America's weak because you believe in God and you take fentanyl. Fentanyl wow. comes from China. So the first thing we should do is exactly what President Trump did. He went to President Xi and he said, you shut it down. You mm-hmm. stopped moving fentanyl into America and made it an issue. Mm-hmm. Now what has happened is every single American city has become a border city. If That's people right. would take a moment – just two weeks ago, I opened up my local paper, the Bakersfield, California – it is a mother inviting the community to her son's funeral. Oh. They may have not known the son. Why? Because he died from fentanyl. Oh,
1: break my heart. And
3: what's happening is it's kids It's kids who are out of college thinking they're fine, and they go to Snapchat, and they go buy a pill for a weekend, they could, not knowing it's laced with fentanyl, not knowing how serious this fentanyl that's coming across And not knowing what they're taking and they're ending up dying. And it doesn't matter. You could come from the most successful family to the poorest family. It's touching every single place in America. And it's coming from China. And when you talk to that general, they have a plan for America. They think we're weak because we have faith and that we take fentanyl. We should make sure fentanyl is never get, And the way you have to do it. You've got to shut this border shut
1: down. The border. All right, Congressman McCarthy, um, what, uh, my last question to you is all of the things that you talked about, and I'm very grateful that, that the, my listeners were able to hear from you today because you're on top of all of this, is, you know, what can Americans do? You know, to protect themselves, protect that, not not just their families and their cities, but protect their nation. You know, from you know, the Taliban is stronger that Putin has a pipeline. He's, we're negotiating with Iran. China's, you know, chomping at the bit, watching Afghanistan, the borders, inflation, gas prices. I mean, I don't want to be political, but but what do we do? Well, we've got to get engaged
3: because what's happened is how one election. How well, there's one election that changed. First of all, you got you got to go register and you got to vote, and you ought to you ought to join and go to firepelosi. <laughs> because what <laughs> yeah. you may get upset with me, but it's our best
1: path. I'm not me, upset with you, not at all. You, I love you. you. I love what you stand <laughs> for. I believe in America. I believe in truth it's, and justice. I don't believe in this craziness. What is it? Fire I've never Pelosi? Seen anything like this? FirePelosi.com. because what is happening
3: here is you got one party in control. And they are able – they have so much power in the House. They've got the administration. And when you talk about your streets not being safe, that's a Democrat policy that's caused it. When you talk about them going into Ukraine, that was Democrat weakness that allowed it. When you talk about the borders being open and kids being killed by fentanyl – That's a Democrat policy that's doing that. When you talk about America and the gas prices going to $7, that's a Democrat policy. When you talk about inflation, it's the Democrats with not one Republican voting for it that spent $2 trillion that didn't help COVID and only brought us inflation.
1: All right, Congressman Kevin McCarthy from Bakersfield, California, and if you haven't been there, it's a great place to be. Thank you for fighting for America. Thank you for joining us today. Take care. And up next, here on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I want to hear from you on the Friends of the Court Hotline. Plus, I'm gonna gavel out with my closing argument. It's all coming up here on the Red Apple Audio Network.
0: Tipping the scales when all else fails. This is the Judge Janine Firo Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Firo.
1: Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Okay, let's get to the Friends of the Court hotline. Uh, we've got Diane from Brooklyn. Uh, Diane, welcome to WABC, Red Apple Network. How are you? Thank you, and I really have always admired you. Thank okay, you. first of all, <clears throat> I heard recently on the station that Russia hardened its electric grid. Think right. about that. We have not. It's up to these certain companies to do it. They don't want to put out the money. It would only take around $10 billion to harden the whole grid. And all it takes is one small nuke uh, 200 miles up into this uh, All right, Diane, and, and- I got it. A fabulous point, Diane. There's no surprise that Russia would harden its grid. The United States grid, and I've been on this for years— Our grid is a a system of local power countries. It's balkanized in a sense that um, it is, you know, they have hearings. I've been to many of them, and the senators, I remember one where they weren't worried about the grid because the lobbyists from the electric companies and the power companies go and say, we don't want to have to harden or strengthen our grid, and instead, they criticize people who are publishing articles in newspapers. What a shock. But let me get to the bottom line here. Diane is brilliant in bringing up this point america 's grid is a nightmare she 's talking about an EMP with, on uh, 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 electromagnetic pulse on top of a uh, uh, of a, a missile that could take down our grid and what that means is you 've got no electricity planes come down, hospitals go down everything comes down and there is the possibility of cyber attacks always. Uh, available. Let's go to uh, Alex from Mountain View, California. Welcome to the Red Apple Network, Alex. Oh,
3: hi, thank you for taking my call. I have a comment and a question. The comment yes. is, uh, so uh, no foreign power is imposing the current government of Vladimir Putin on Russia. It exists because the majority of Russians actually support and maintain it. Therefore, the, the Russian population is responsible for the actions of that government, including the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And my, and, my question yeah. is uh, – is is there any law that would prohibit an American citizen from actually going to Ukraine and helping the Ukrainians to fight the Russian
0: soldiers?
1: Uh, not at all. There is no law that would prevent it. But I, I got to tell you, I have to disagree with you on one point. Joe Biden t- uh, shut down the Keystone pipeline. Joe Biden also is, uh, uh, has made a decision not to allow any drilling on federal lands. I shouldn't be responsible for that because I don't agree with him. So we can't just take one swipe and say everybody in Russia supports Putin. The guy's a thug, he's a dictator and he's a killer. And what we've got now is we've got a country that we can look at and admire with a leader we can admire. He's not turning tail and running. Biden offered him a ride and he said that I want military assistance, in the end, Americans look at this and understand. We are freedom fighters, and it's not that far away. There are dictators all over, and we make ourselves vulnerable by allowing leaders to put us in the position that we are now where we can't even afford the necessities. So get out there and be heard in the next election. This is Judge Janine Pirro. See you next Sunday. Have a great week.